It's five minutes with me. Hey, friends. Whether intentionally or not, you are listening to Five Minutes with Marco. Allow me to start with a little story today for my youth worker friends. About a dozen years ago, weeks after the earthquake that leveled Haiti, I spent a day in an orphanage there and had a little heart connection with kid about nine years old. He didn't speak English, and I don't speak Haitian Creole, but we connected. I'm sure many of you have experienced this on a mission trip. When I was getting ready to leave, he ran up to me, and he handed me a little scrap of paper on which he'd written his name, Jean-Pierre. He looked me in the eyes and said, in perfect English, remember me. And then he ran off as I got all teary. For the next five years, I kept that little scrap of paper taped on the wall in front of my desk. I thought of Jean-Pierre's request again a lot in the first six months of the pandemic, and particularly while coaching a youth worker wrestling with her struggle to connect with the teenagers she cares about so deeply. She leads a very small youth group based out of a small aging church. She's employed by the church as a minister, but youth worker is not in her job description. It's simply a deep part of her heart and calling. Her church is in a poor community, and the majority of her 10 or so teenagers are not from church families. Most of them don't have internet access, and any attempts at Zoom or other online meetings was instantly obvious as an impossible concept. As the quarantine progressed, this youth worker felt more and more like a failure. But she was doing all the right things, reaching out consistently with text messages, phone calls, and snail mail. She'd even done gift, drop, gift drops at her kids' houses. She was wise in this regard, including basic food staples rather than sweet treats, knowing that many of her kids were lacking in good nutrition access. My heart went out to this amazing youth worker. In many ways, she was experiencing what so many of us experienced in those early days of the pandemic. Even if the majority of our teenagers did have internet access, it, internet access and know how to log into, a, log into a Zoom meeting. We experienced alongside our teenagers a loss of community, a loss of meaningful connection, even a loss of self that, especially for teens, is <coughs> sorry, a critical aspect of their identity formation. That last part is so important. Modern scholarship identity on identity formation says that our identities, yes, multiple identities, are primarily formed through socialization, through relationships and belonging. But as she was sharing her broken heart with me, this youth worker, I thought of Jean-Pierre and his powerful request. I reminded her that even if kids weren't responding, she was reminding them of what they needed most at that time, that they were remembered, that someone was thinking of them. I realized as I was speaking these words of encouragement to her that I needed to be reminded of this truth. Also, I was leading, I'm currently leading a sixth grade guys group at my church, but in those quarantine days, I was leading eighth grade guys. Prior to the quarantine, prior to the quarantine, all four guys in my group came every single week, and it was clearly a high priority to them, revealed by their commitment to attending and participating. But even after 18 months with them, those months of separation resulted in two of the four completely disappearing. I mean, completely. And one of them only popping, one more only popping onto online gatherings a few times and remaining silent the entire time. I realized that I'd been feeling like a failure with my guys due to their lack of attendance and lack of responding to texts. 
In fact, I planned one Saturday morning Zoom call just for our group to have fun and get caught up, and not one of them attended. But thinking of Jean-Pierre, I realized something important. A delivered text message from me was powerful ministry in those days, even if there's no response. Sending a message or leaving a voicemail or sending a two-sentence postcard is communicating that what I'm realizing is maybe the single most important message that teenagers need to hear from us still, even in these semi-post-pandemic days, I remember you. I am thinking of you. I miss you. I value you and our relationship. I'm reminded of that request from the thief on the cross next to Jesus. Sure, it's a different context than, than what we're talking about here, but it's still a beautiful human cry. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. As you listen to this podcast today, we're in a different space, and most are fully able to meet in person, but the vast majority of youth workers I interact with are still very much struggling with what to do about the 50% or whatever percentage it is of teenagers who just haven't come back. Sure, we want to be hopeful and lead ministry for those who are coming, but there's loss and there's grief and a lingering subconscious sense that we're not doing enough to pursue that one sheep who wandered away. This is hard, you guys, but you're doing so well and it's so beautiful. Focus your energy, particularly with those teens who haven't returned on this one thing. Communicate to them. I remember you. The Youth Cartel Podcast Network.